This is Modern Woman. Find us at modernwoman.co for further info. Over the past few months, Modern Woman has been working with the charity Beat, which aims to help and support those suffering with eating disorders. Having an eating disorder is a serious mental illness and it is estimated that 1.25 million people in the UK are suffering. Today I'm in conversation with Nicola Swallow, an ambassador from the Beat Charity, to discuss the subject in more depth. Lovely to meet with you Nicola. Lovely to meet you. So let's start by um, telling us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up and what was childhood like for you? Well, I've got really fond memories of my childhood. Um, I grew up in Hertfordshire, close to where we are today. Um, and yeah, yeah, a really happy childhood. Um, had a great time at school, absolutely loved school. Um, yeah, really, really happy memories of childhood. And you're, you're now living in Tring, so how did you get from Hertfordshire over to Tring? Wow, so I've been um, from Hertfordshire via um, China and the Middle East and then back to Tring. Um, So, um, yeah, my work's taken me um, to work abroad for a few years and then when I moved back to the UK I met my other half who's from High Wycombe um, and so we've kind of settled halfway between his family and my family. Oh, amazing. And what do you do for work? So I work for um, a large retailer um, and I'm a training manager. And that's sort of taking you over to the Middle East as well. That sounds really exciting. Yeah, so actually it was before I joined my current company. I used to be a teacher, so I taught for a few years over in China and in the Middle East. And then I've moved over to a more corporate role looking at learning and development solutions. Brilliant. So moving on to your first song choice, Fleetwood Mac. I'm an avid fan of theirs too. Uh, The song Albatross, why does this resonate with you? Um, So this was a song that my dad really loved and my dad sadly passed away about 10 years ago. Um, And this song, it's really calming and um, chilled and just reminds me of my dad because he was a really thoughtful and relaxed kind of person and it always you know it reminds me of the sea and I love the sea and it's just a a really feel-good song for me brings back lovely memories with Mac with Albatross. So obviously we're here today to discuss about eating disorders um, and raise awareness for what this actually is all about. Um, in your own words, how would you sort of describe what an eating disorder is? So um, for me, an eating disorder is absolutely a mental illness. I think um, for a lot of people, they would identify an eating disorder by its physical characteristics Um, but for me um, kind of those are symptoms of something that's going on internally Um, and really it's something that's 
you know, suffering from an eating disorder really affects all parts of your life. It, it never really leaves you. Um, and I think particularly for women, um, it's, it's, it's particularly difficult. So tell us, how and when did you realise that you sort of were suffering yourself? Well, I believe that I've been suffering with an eating disorder for about 17 years of my life, but I only realised that it was an eating disorder upon my diagnosis in 2015. Um, so the eating disorder I suffer with is binge eating disorder, and that was something I'd never heard of up until 2015. I thought that eating disorders were anorexia, bulimia, and that people with eating disorders were significantly underweight. Um, but binge eating disorder sufferers um, usually end up with a high BMI so I never considered that what was going on with me was an eating disorder and it wasn't until I spoke to my GP and said look I don't really know what's going on with me I don't know why I feel this way and why my behavior is, is the way it is and she referred me to a specialist eating disorder clinic who um, I had an assessment with and they diagnosed me which was a massive shock I never realized that that's what I was dealing with them in one way it was a big relief to know okay so this is the thing that I'm dealing with and they know what it is and that there's a, there's a treatment plan in place that's proven to work but also it was really daunting because all of a sudden it's this huge thing that's been you know going on for as I said 15 17 years of my life that I now have to face into what initially made you want to go to the GP so I was diagnosed in 2015 um, and I'd actually been to the GP before in about 2009 I think um, to say that my weight was fluctuating really violently so in my life I've had periods of time where I've been my BMI has been very low and I've had times in my life where my BMI has been very high and I'd noticed that other people don't have this problem so what is going on with me that's that's causing this to happen and the first time I went to my GP back in 2009 um, they were very dismissive they offered me a discounted gym membership and things like that but as I mentioned kind of what's going on on the outside is a symptom of the eating disorder which is absolutely a mental illness um, and so I went back to my GP again um, in 2015 um, which took a bit of courage actually because once you've been dismissed once you kind of think well no one's taking me seriously it's my fault it's something I need to deal with on my own but um, luckily for me the GP I saw in 2015 was really sympathetic and, and, and listened um, and referred me to someone who specialised and, and that was the start of my recovery. So it's good really that you, you met someone eventually that sort of understood and actually listened. We'll come on to this a bit more in depth, time for your second song. So uh, last fight, Bullet For My Valentine, tell us why this one resonates with you. Um, so this one I love and I first came across this song actually in um, an exercise class believe it or not um, and this song really is about um, battling drug addiction but I think it really speaks to me in terms of battling eating disorders as well um, and not giving up and it, it is a fight and it is a struggle um, and something that I believe even though I'm recovered I will always have with me and um, kind of the tone of the song where it, it's kind of heavy um, really reflects my approach to my eating disorder where I don't take any nonsense from my eating disorder anymore and if it tells me unhelpful things I tell it where to go.
Valentine. Obviously, it's a mental illness. How exactly define that in your own words? Like, what when you say things are speaking to you, or the eating disorder is talking to you, what does that actually mean? Well, for me, um, when I've tried to articulate what's going on in my mind when it comes to my eating disorder, I talk about a tiger. So for me, my eating disorder is a tiger, and and, and I would describe what the tiger's doing. So um, obviously. Um, now what recovery looks like to me is that I have a tiger that's with me all the time but is kind of like a pet like a like a friend but when I was suffering really badly from my eating disorder we were constantly fighting and that tiger was overpowering me as it would if you could imagine Um, and um, it just it was really painful and something that felt like I'm just I just don't have the tools the resources the strength to overcome this this thing controls me so for me that's what recovery looks like I'm in control of my eating disorder I'm in control of that tiger it's not in control of me Um, and in real terms I guess what that that looks like is my self-esteem was really low my sense of self-worth was really low you feel um, that you're unlovable Um, it's 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 really sad really really sad things and I remember once um, throughout my eating disorder therapy my therapist recorded all of our sessions and when we were talking about recovery and and we were you know being really positive looking to the future one of our sessions she came in with a transcript of one of our first sessions and she read out to me some of the things that I'd said when I was really suffering and it was so sad so for me I guess when you say suffering mentally it's the the sadness of it and that you believe those things to be true but recovery as I say it it means getting yourself into a position where you're in control of that it's not in control of you I don't believe it's something that will ever leave you but you recovery means being in control yeah that's really um really interesting so I also suffer from an eating disorder and you mentioned binge eating and exactly the same for me I struggle binge eating too and I totally sort of relate to everything you've just said it is like having a tiger in the room and it's almost like you have the devil on your shoulder constantly um but one thing I sort of like worked upon is like like a lot of things you know once you're aware of it you can actually deal with it but would you say for the past you know before you necessarily got diagnosed or someone said you know this is the problem would you say you was completely unaware of it and you're just going back and forth back and forth in sort of a bit must have been a bit of a quandary and then it wasn't till would you say it's not till you got diagnosed that you realized oh actually that's why and now I can actually help myself get better absolutely so I think you know when I was in the middle of it kind of those 17 years that my my BMI was fluctuating massively and I didn't know what what the problem was why why this was happening to me um, I was trying diet after diet and absolutely the diet industry is such a scam it, it really is because what other product can you buy that when it fails you blame yourself and then you go and buy it again it's it's really um, really unhelpful I mean you talk a lot about the feelings of like low self-esteem or rest of it would you say it's because there's two sides of that would you say that that sort of triggers the eating disorder first of all it's working out and sorting out those feelings of of like self-loathe and all the rest of it or would you say the eating disorder causes the feelings I think it's a vicious cycle so I think um, when you're 
in that frame of mind and you let that voice in your head tell you those really unhelpful things, it triggers a lot of anxiety and then that can trigger um, disordered eating behaviours. And I think when you, um, you know, when you are in, in the the middle of an eating disorder and you're, you're, you're demonstrating those behaviours, I think that does drive those feelings of, oh my gosh, I'm, I feel so guilty, I feel so ashamed, what's wrong with me? So I, I, I think it's a vicious cycle and one thing drives the other. So I think the key to it for me has been keeping on top of what's going on in my head and, and those thoughts and are they helpful, are they not? And just making sure that I'm keeping in a really positive mindset. You mentioned about anxiety there and I would sort of say um, that I feel it's probably linked a lot with depression as well um, because, you know, depression is very much about your own personal feelings about yourself. Um, Would you say there's a link between eating disorders and feeling depressed as well? Yeah, I would, definitely, yeah. Um, So... Yeah, absolutely. Like I mentioned, it's that sadness that it can cause and it's... um, quite a a rut to get yourself out of actually so I think um, treating depression is a step in recovery towards eating disorder recovery. Let's take a short break, time for your third song. Um, This is Elbow with The Night Will Always Win, tell us about this one. So this one um, is another one that reminds me of people that I've lost in my life Um, but also it reminds me not to dwell on things so it's kind of that don't drink and think kind of mentality that you know those nights especially if you're suffering with anxiety depression and you might sit up late into the night and be thinking about things overthinking and worrying and feeling really anxious that actually it's really unhelpful so as they say the night will always win I throw this to the win so we've spoken a lot lot about sort of the feelings behind having an eating disorder and at what point would you say I mean you've obviously said you got diagnosed in 2015 we haven't really spoke much about sort of sort of an episode of binging there must have been a time at your point where you thought hang on a second I've got to get some help here I need to sort this out well that's a funny one because I've suffered with it for so long I can't really pinpoint one time when I thought wow this is unusual behavior um, because it was a cycle and for me that was normal life and I think with binge eating disorder one of the things is when your BMI is low when you're in that phase of the eating disorder because you think low BMI equals success equals happiness equals good things even if you've used really unhealthy behaviours to get there, you will you won't seek help because you feel like it's a means to an end and this is the the right thing. And the thing is, 
people around you when you're losing weight congratulate you and tell you how well you're doing but when you've, you're suffering with an eating disorder that's really not very helpful and encourages the wrong behaviour so for me it was only when my eating disorder swung the other way and I went into the binge cycle and my BMI started to increase that was at the point where I said oh oh my gosh like there's something wrong here why is this happening so that was the point at which I, I, I sought help yeah, I always um, sort of relate it to an addiction, really, because you get addicted to, when you're going for a binge episode, anyway, you get addicted to the eating, I've got to have the food, I've got to have the food, and then you get you have to go through this whole stage of self-loathing, and then you're addicted to, like, I've got to lose the weight, oh my God, and then when I lose this weight, I'm going to feel so great, and I'm going to feel so good in myself, and then, it's a, and then you're back on it again, you're like, oh, maybe I can have something small, so a little bit of food, and then you're back on it again, and I can feel that that's very similar to say an alcoholic or someone who's in you know abusing drugs um I mean what would your thoughts be around that yeah I, I would absolutely agree with that and when I went to my GP in 2015 what she said to me was the way you're talking about your problem is the same way that someone might come and talk to me about having a problem with alcohol or drugs um so I think what you're saying is absolutely true and I think like an alcoholic you wouldn't if, if an alcoholic was recovered they wouldn't then go and have one pint would they they'd stay away from it for, forever so I think in the same way I am recovered from my eating disorder but it will always be with me and that's really interesting you say that as well is because an alcoholic or someone who's abusing drugs can sort of say I won't pick up a drink and it'll be fine the problem with food is we need food to live so someone who's suffered before how do you deal with that because we do need food to live, so you do need to eat. Um, so I guess my answer to that would be food isn't the problem. So there's no such thing as good and bad food. Um, food is something that we should enjoy. It's something that can be very sociable. Um, it took me a long time to come around to that way of thinking, I must say. Um, but the problem isn't food. The problem is behaviour and the problem is disordered thinking. So I think the place I'm in now my I enjoy a variety of food nothing's off limits but everything in kind of moderation um, and really when I start to feel like oh, I shouldn't be eating this or I've got a craving to overeat that I bring it back to what's going on in my head and actually how am I feeling and what are the thoughts going through my head so I would say food isn't the problem Okay, so let's have your full song, which is The Carpenters, I Won't Last a Day Without You. Sounds really lovely. Tell us about this one. <laughs> um, so this one reminds me of my best friend, um, and I think the, the words just sum up how I feel about that person. Um, yeah, that's someone who's been there for me through thick and thin when I've been particularly difficult. And I think the thing with eating disorders is if you're not suffering with one, you kind of don't get it. It's... it's it probably seems a bit 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 strange um but you know my best friend has, has absolutely stood by me and um yeah so this one is is really special for that reason day after day i must face a world of strangers where i don't belong and that fits strong it's nice to know that there's someone I can turn to Who will always care You're always there When there's no getting over that rainbow 
Ambassadors with I Won't Last a Day Without You. So um, tell us, how did you become an ambassador with Beat? I'm really intrigued to hear more about your work with the charity and what you do and how they've maybe helped you. Um, so uh, I first came across Beat through my my therapy um, and I learned about some of the great work that they're doing. Um, and during my therapy I went to a couple of group therapy sessions and to this day I've still never met anyone else who suffers from my eating disorder they're all anorexics and bulimics so I felt like my eating disorder was really underrepresented and just the fact that I suffered with it for so long without realizing that it was an eating disorder tells you that there's just no awareness like there is with other eating disorders so I felt like um, I, I still feel that I've been so lucky to have access to treatment because I know that is a big problem in the UK um, and I'm really lucky to be recovered um, and I think that now to give something back to other people who are suffering um, and to really say thank you for the excellent help that I've received um, I'd like to raise awareness for binge eating disorder and to, to help other people who might be suffering um, and uh, I started following Beat on social media and um, some of the great articles they shared were, were really helpful and useful and then they advertised for ambassadors and I applied and I went for a training day with them in Brighton which was fantastic um, so yeah I'm looking forward to many more opportunities to spread the word with Beat. <laughs> Brilliant and so how do they go about raising funds and what do the funds for the charity go towards? People support the charity in many different ways they raise money through events, um, sporting events, those kinds of things you know in, in the way you would. They also partner with um, different businesses and parts of the government I believe that um, fund some of the work they do and um, the money they receive goes towards um, a dedicated call centre to support people with um, eating disorders who might be suffering and don't know where to turn so they can point them in the right direction for different services and, and uh, treatment. Um, they also have like a um, online uh, function where you can chat with someone in a more anonymous way which I think is, is, is really useful and um, they run uh, campaigns lobbying government policy um, to try and change some of the uh, policy around access to treatment and that kind of thing. Fast forward into today you say that you know you're recovered um, and what does that feel like? Recovery feels really peaceful actually so um, I didn't realise there was so much noise in my head until it quietened down <laughs> um, so yeah I feel really in control really balanced um, and it's really liberating actually um, and I'm just really sad about all the years that I spent carrying this thing around with me not knowing what it was um, and really that's kind of my aim as a beat ambassador um, to, to raise awareness and I want to be the role model I needed 10, 15, 17 years ago. Absolutely and what advice would you give to someone who's suffering? Um, 
I'd say a really great first step is to get in touch with Beat um, and to discuss how you're feeling and what's going on for you. And um, they've got dedicated people who can point you in the right direction, advise on what treatment and options are available to you in your part of the country. So I think um, everyone's different. So I wouldn't like to give hints and tips on, on, on what to do practically, but I think reaching out to Beat would be an excellent way to start. I think that's a lovely way to leave it. We'll um, sign off here with your last song, which is Sean Paul with Temperature. So this one is just fun. It's just absolute fun. Um, This one reminds me of being out with friends, laughing, dancing, having a great time. And whenever I hear this song, Shelter you from the storm Hold on, girl, I got the right tactics to turn